Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show tonight, our Thursday night Survivor show. If you guys have a question on Survivor, you guys can call in um, 347-237-5506. Let's have a great show, guys. Welcome, Survivor fans. This is the Rad Reality Show Network. I'm Cherry Garcia. Tonight is October 8, 2015. We thank you for stopping stopping by for tonight's show. Um, it's the Mike and the Mike show, our Survivor recap show for Survivor Second Chance with host Big Mike Albert. I'm sorry, everything is just so off-key for me tonight because I'm in such a rush. I barely got my computer fixed before we went on air, so give me just a moment. Everything is going to be okay. I just got my computer fixed and back on air before we went live tonight, so I'm a little off. But our host, Big Mike Albright, is here for Survivor Recap, um, and I'm so glad because he has a great guest tonight. We have Mike Holloway, winner of Survivor Worlds Apart, and that was just last season, so he's going to be calling in and chatting with Big Mike to give his opinion on this current cast and the twist they've got going on on Survivor Second Chance. And that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I want to remind everybody that you can call in. You're invited and even encouraged to call in to talk with Big Mike and Mike Holloway on tonight's show. All you have to do is dial one three four seven two three seven five five zero six. Once you're on our switchboard, we do ask that you please press the number one key when you're ready to join us on air. That lets us know that you want to come on air with us and you're not just listening to the show. Um, Tonight, myself and Paul from Minnesota will be your co-host. So before we get too busy, let's say a quick hi to Paul and I'll bring up our host and we'll get this party started. Paul, how is it going up in Minnesota? Hey, everyone. Hey, Cherry. Um, 
it's not going too badly. I am dead tired. I didn't get enough sleep. So hopefully in the 20 cups of coffee, didn't put a dent in it, unfortunately. But, uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'll, I usually uh, don't blow my intro like that either, but I was just a nervous wreck just getting my computer back on before we went live on air. I'm like, <laughs> I know lots of people understand. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I hope the coffee kicks in. I'm sure that once Mike Holloway and Big Mike get on with us, hope you'll wake that's, up. That's my hope. So I, I certainly hope you don't hear any snoring. <laughs> that would be very <laughs> rude. So... Well, let's play his intro and get our host up here with us. And if you snow, I'll wake you up. Okay. Here we go, folks. They have volunteered to be marooned for 39 days. This is their story. This is Survivor. Super fan. Big Mike. Big Mike, you're up. Mike. Hey, everybody. Uh, how you guys doing? This is uh, what an amazing episode, and this should be a, a fun uh, fun night. I can't wait. It should be great. I agree. I talked to our guest this morning and was just giving him the uh, give him the lay down and everything, and he you know seemed pretty stoked, and it should be good time, and it's a great, uh, exciting episode to talk about, too. These, all three of these episodes have been really, really awesome so far. It has. It's been one of the best seasons ever, and I'm just so excited to hear what you have to say and to hear what Mike has to say, because this has been one of my favorite seasons so far. I'm just loving oh, every minute of it. And I'm glad I'm here and not standing by a huge burning inferno messing up the show by talking to our groundskeeper. But I, I did listen to last week, and it was really nice to hear what everyone had to say, especially Dan. He had some very kind words, and I, I'm very anxious and worried that I ever bother the cast just because I you know, ask for a lot of autographs and a lot of pictures, and I like to talk to them about the show. But I, I listened to the last week, and... It was phenomenal to hear all the stuff I heard. So, you know, thanks for that. It was it was nice to hear. Yeah, he did a great job. Um, very nice guy. I, you know, I have to say I wasn't the biggest Dan fan before he came on our show, um, but he was certainly such a nice guy in talking to him on the show. So. Yeah, and it rounds it out, you know, actually interacting with them or doing something like this. The show just can really tame your perspective, like positively or negatively, because, you know, we had a similar vibe, I think, last season where we had some people we mutually, I think, all of us didn't like, and then some people we kind of liked, and then 
I know some of those people sure flipped around for me, especially at the finale and other events I've interacted with them. So, for sure. Well, that's just me <laughs> tasting a little bit of my own medicine because I've always preached that you can't judge people when they're on these shows. Um, you have to, to see how they are after they come off their shows. Because and that's why it's hard you know, to critique. I was anxious. Yeah. It's just an unnatural environment that they're on, you know, when they're on these shows. I mean, we've met Shima from Big Brother and Nayanka, and, you know, I could go on and on, you know, mentioning people's names that, you know, we may not have liked on their shows, but you come to find out that they're beautiful people um, mm-hmm. once you meet them outside of their shows. And I think the same was, you know, held true with, Dan and I didn't care for him much on his season, but I certainly felt um, a different way about him once I talked to him on a, on the show. And mm-hmm. he seemed like a great guy. I haven't met him in person, but I got to talk to him, you know, last week, and seemed like a wonderful guy. And yeah, even the people, that, the second chance people that can't do this season because they're in the middle of it, you know, at least a third of them were on the, have been on the show just since I've been around. And, you know, Abby's getting a bad rap just for how intense she is on the island. But I, she was extremely nice in our the show she was on, and she's so friendly in person. I don't know what the island does to her and some other people, but it just really kind of changes their yeah. persona or illustrates them in a different way. It does. And your guest is on our switchboard. All right. Well, let's let's get the man in here. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. I'm so excited. We have <laughs> the winner of Survivor Worlds Apart, Mike Holloway with us. How are you, Mike? What's going on, y'all? Hello? Great to have you, man. Great to have you on the what, show. Uh, what have you been up to since your uh, since your championship in the 30th season. What you, a lot of adventures this past few months. What's been going on? Well, you know me, man. I've been traveling around just having a good time, you know, selling T-shirts or, you know, Sweet Teas, the company that I started after uh, Survivor, and, uh, you know, just kind of having a good time, seeing friends, making new friends, living it up, man, you know? I mean, for sure. this, this this opportunity only comes around once in a lifetime, so have a good you time doing it, right? At least three or four charity events, I think, since the finale. I've seen you at two, and then there was Rodney's Bowl, and then uh, Missy's event. Did I miss anything? I mean, you've been just very helpful and supportive of a lot of things, so, you know, thanks for donating your time in that capacity. Well, you know, since you and I have had the pleasure of meeting, I think you know my heart. My heart's oh, yeah. mostly... Kids, 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 man. So uh, anything I can do in that aspect, you know, I'm always up for it. So Cool. How are you guys? Who who else is on the other line? Who else is on this line with us? Okay, yeah, go ahead and introduce yourselves because Mike and I are pretty good. Cherry and uh, Paul, just explain your role with the show, I guess. (laughs) I'm Cherry Garcia. I'm basically, I guess, CEO and producer. Hi. Yeah. Uh, hi. Uh, well, hi, Mike. We talked. Yeah. Hi, Mike. We already talked uh, in the screening room, so that's uh, that's it right now. There we go. There we go. 
Well, some other people may call in. I'm Mike, just thinking of, before we even recap this episode, what was the process like being in the 32 people going to be a part of the season? I mean, you knew your results, so you knew you were probably going to get pulled out from the process, but what was what was that whole experience like, the campaign and, you know, because you're a big fan of the show, so you got to you probably had a real vested interest, and you made it even if you weren't going to be there. So what was that like? You know what? It was a lot of fun. I got to talk to a lot of people that I probably wouldn't have got to speak to um, had this, you know, not come up. And you know, I went into it feeling pretty confident that I wasn't going, feeling pretty confident that I'd won um, mm-hmm. the game. Luckily, oh my gosh, uh, but. <laughs> basically, you know, getting to just kind of talk to people and see where their heads at. And especially some of the people that hadn't played in a really long time was fun because, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, what should I expect? You know, like, what should I be thinking about? Who should I go with? And I'm like, man, I told every single one of them, I'm like, I'm not making a pregame alliance with any of you. None of mm-hmm. you. When we get out <laughs> on the island and I see, like, <laughs> how you are on the island, then maybe maybe I'll make an alliance with you. But, you know, that comes – I had a ton of faults in my game as well, you know. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's, it, it, it's easy to sit back and criticize somebody else's game. It's easy to sit back and go, oh, I would do this and I would do that. But just like Mike Tyson said, everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth, you know. Yep. Then it all so, changes. For sure. Who are you surprised to – uh I mean, uh, it was avid voting. I was pretty – I kept my cards pretty close to my chest, just knowing everyone except Savage directly and meeting them. I didn't really put all my stuff until, you know, we started recapping the season. Was there anyone you were really surprised that made it and anyone you were surprised that didn't make it or just from your just your fandom of the the game or just how you thought the votes would go? What surprised you? You know, I'm probably going to get in a lot of trouble for saying this, but I would have loved to have seen <laughs> – and they're, and they're two different archetype of characters, so it really wouldn't make sense to replace them. But the, I would have really liked to have seen Shane been there and, and mm-hmm. not have been there. I agree entirely. You know, I mean, Shane is – he's TV Goldman. And mm-hmm. not, to, not, not to see him play again is, is going to be a hard thing. You know, I mean, everybody, yeah. everybody's like, oh, he's so great, he's so great. The thing I like about Shane is Shane speaks his mind, and he mm-hmm. is not afraid to own up to something if he if he blows it, you know. So mm-hmm. I mean, I like I like him. Uh, and, and conversely, I'm not really liking Wu this whole season so far. So I mean, maybe Shane would have been a better choice. Maybe not. Who knows? I fully support that. Uh, who do you? I don't know if you even if you know for certain, but. They said you were in the top ten, and then by winning, you were withdrawn from the process. Are you thinking Wu? I'm thinking Wu or Keith probably got your spot. What did you have any? Just what's your gut tell you? I mean, if you actually know, you don't have to say that. But like, what do you think happened? Because that's what I, well, my I don't, thing is. I, yeah, I don't know, but I would have to say that it would have been probably Wu Spencer. I mean, not Wu Spencer. Okay. Wu, uh, Wu Wu Steven. Excuse me, not Spencer. I think it would have okay. been Wu Steven. And uh, Shane probably all vying okay. for that tenth spot, you know. But for I mean, sure. it's just—it's just you got to think, you know. Only five of the guys didn't make it because mm-hmm. I was taken out basically. So 
I just I just don't see how Shane's not in that top ten guys. But hey, you know what? It's already shaping out to be a really good season so far. So yeah, it's I mean, awesome, they, yeah. Maybe they got it right, you know. I mean, America did it, so you know, hopefully America got it right in this in this instance. Cool. Looking at uh well looking at the first you know, two episodes even before we get into this episode, you know, what were your what were your thoughts and everything, especially with you know, you've got two people from your season that are up in the mix there. What were your what's your take on how, you know, their two journeys I think are very very different so far. One's one of the most popular people on the in Cambodia and the other person wasn't extremely popular. Was that something you anticipated or did it kind of well, go yeah, out of my go? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, Shireen, Shireen is her own person and she owns, you know, everything that she does in the game. And I think mm-hmm. that she hit the ground running and she was so fresh off of the of plane as well as Joe that, uh, man, it would have been good had Shireen had, you know, somebody to, you know, just kind of pull her back a little bit and say, hey, man, let's let's invest in these people and let's get to know these people. Kind of like what Spencer in this episode mm-hmm. Yeah. Spencer looks like he turned a turn all the leaf there. Do I know? It does look like Spencer's. You know, he's like the Scrooge on Chris on uh, Christmas morning. He's seen the light and definitely wanted wants to change his ways and not be so strategic and you know. Well, he pulls us out in brains, brawn, and beauty as well. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's it, it's one of those things. Will he really learn his lesson? I I I think the edit in this particular uh, episode tells us that he is going to change. I think it also mm-hmm. tells us because it, it it lets us know throughout the three episodes that have been playing the edit. I'm just going strictly off of what the edit's telling us. Yeah, the edit is telling us that people that change in this particular game are the people that are going to make it far. Like yep. much like in my season, they kept telling us the people that work hard are going to make it far in this game. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So there's always a theme. That we're, that survivors kind of trying to tell us. So, uh, if if Spencer is capable of that change and he does change, then I expect him, from what the edit's telling us only, I'm expecting him to go kind of far. Okay. You know? I mean, but then again, he could be set up to go home next week too. You know. <laughs> they love to set people up. There's a. Uh... There was an early early quote once they had the tribe swap. We'll try to do this in some linear order, not like uh, Pulp Fiction where we're hopping all over the place. But PG had a lovely confessional where she's just talking about, you know, we're not we're not in a minority. We'll be safe. And then, you know, PG paid the price at the end of the episode for sure. Uh, going into yeah, this, yeah, what? I mean, uh, such <laughs> bad gameplay on on those four. Because realistically, yeah. uh, Savage and Tasha should be the one to go, you know, mm-hmm. um, and they're not. And they end up, you know, like you said, we can go in order or whatever, but, yeah, you know, it's very, very kudos to them two for pulling, pulling off, you know, something that very rarely happens in Survivor, which is switching the numbers mind. And I was shocked because people sometimes come into these seasons with returning players like 
you know, there's beef from their season or from going to events or something. And I have no idea where this Abby and PG tension came from because I've been around them both. You know, Abby's done this show before. You know, PG's the sweet lady. Abby's the sweet lady when she's not in Cambodia or the Philippines. So I don't. I just don't know <laughs> what. Because what, I mean, Sherry and Paul can talk about it. Abby did the show during your season. I forget which week, and she's just lovely. I've I mean, hung out with her in LA before. She's she's great. So I don't know what. I don't know if it's the paranoia PG was saying in her you know exit interview, or if it's just. Something about 200 people standing there on a beach looking at you when you're doing stuff. The the elements. I, do you have any idea what how people can dramatically you know, change? Because you've experienced it, and we haven't. So, I think I think when it when you get stripped down to the point, even three days out there, mm-hmm. when you strip down to that point, um, and you're not really 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 guarded. I think mm-hmm. it was somewhere around day nine where I let my guard down and just kind of tore in everybody and let everybody really have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can't do that. I'm like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Trouble. You never get the stigma off of you that you started it and, oh, that's just mm-hmm. him and whatever, you know. And I mean, Abby is... In, in real life, the few times that I've met her and hung out with her, she's super nice, super sweet. To yeah. Me. You know, but I think on the island, she feels unrelatable. I think she feels like nobody takes her side. I think she feels mm-hmm. you know, like she isolates Yeah. Yeah, Do I know? You almost caused me to get a nail biting habit last season, Mike. <laughs> yes, because I was so afraid you were going to go home each week, and I didn't want you to go home. And I don't normally bite my nails, but I was literally biting my nails, watching Survivor, worrying about you, go, you know, getting voted out. And each time you would pull it off and stay another week. And How lucky like, did yes. I get? Oh my you know? God! It was it was just incredible. <laughs> it was so cool. Well, thank you. I mean, you know, it's it, it's one of those things that uh, I'll never say. You know, oh, this defined me or anything like that. You know, Survivor graciously was such an another amazing thing that I got to do in my life, and it you know just totally panned out for me. And in any game, any one of these winners that you guys will eventually speak to will tell you there's so much luck involved. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, just, just like think about the tribe swap. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm on there with four blue collars, much like what they have right here, but you know, with later in the game, I'm on there with a core of my group, you know, look at Savage in this one, you know I mean? He gets, yeah. I mean, him and Tasha get, you know, just crapped on, basically, and they work their way out of it, which is amazing to watch. It's so much oh, fun yeah. to watch that. That was an amazing turnaround. I was surprised how open Savage was. It was kind of an old-school thing. He was just talking about how devastated and, you know, shocked he was. I was I was, I was, was neat to see as a viewer, but I was like, Savage, be quiet. You're, like, destroying yourself, man, because I didn't like him being that, you know, open about everything, and he – he does have a bad history, though. I think he got one of the rawest deals ever 
you know, the oh. outcast tribe. So, and Savage oh. is the only one of you guys that, that was in the running that I had not actually, like, like spoken to directly. So I was so hoping he'd get in the mix to, you know, be in here, and I hope he does well. He just, I hope he be, does too, man. Yeah. Um, no, no, I agree. He... They they kind of got a, a little bit, not a little bit, but they got a, a raw deal for sure. But that's what the whole game of Survivor is about. It's about oh, adaptation. Yeah. Yep. And I was worried about Terry Dietz at the beginning when they opened the show with showing Terry Dietz saying, life is good. I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, because when they show somebody saying that, usually something hap- bad happens to them later in the show. Right. You know, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my gosh, well, you're showing Deets." Deets. <laughs> when they they show him saying life is good, I was like, "Oh my gosh, what's going to happen to Deets?" But he wound up on a good, you know, he he wound up on a good tribe, so it didn't well, happen. Yeah. And they were talking about how big, how awesome they are, which is, you know, they're going to happen once the swap happened. But I was, I thought that one of my favorite conversations of the entire episode was when Joe was trying to get information on like Kelly Wentworth. And mm-hmm. Kelly, I don't know if it was all factual or not, but she's like, how's Terry? And she's like, yeah, her and Tina Spencer were looking for the idol. You know, they were out all the time doing that. And I'm like, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> it was just like, she's, she, Kelly's one of my favorites, and she's just playing so well. And she's in a minority spot, and she's like, yeah, Terry, he's, he's a good guy, but watch out. He's pretty shady. And it's just like... That's just yeah, but she's in a good minority spot, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. she's definitely not the first one voted off of that tribe. One oh, sure. million percent not the first one. Well, even you know. if they wanted to go for her, she's got a little something in her boxer brief she can whip out yes, on. Yes, she does. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Which I mean, is interesting. So, you know, these these ladies all appear to be wearing guys' underwear. Anyone else notice that? They might just. It looks like everyone's well, wearing learned. boxer briefs. <laughs> no, I mean they haven't got their swimsuits yet, dude. They haven't yeah, given yeah, them their stinking swimsuits yet. We're we've, we're at the third eviction, and they. I mean the eviction. We're at the third vote, and yeah, we haven't even gotten swimsuits yet. Like, what's going on here? Like, what are they holding them ransom? I well, you weren't here last week. The whole... <laughs> Do um, I know? Big Mike, you weren't here last week. But I talked about um, there was a an article out where two of the people on this season got caught trying to smuggle in things oh, yeah. they weren't supposed to have. I posted mm. it in the um, PG and Monica, right? So they might be holding back some of their clothing, going over it with a fine tooth comb now, because PG had actually sewn Flint into a piece of her clothing as an adornment. Yep. To make it look like it was part of her clothing. Well. And then part of her jewelry included fish hooks and uh, fishing lines. And you, so they took all the jewelry away. You've got to watch returning players in a situation like that. Um, well, you know, I'll, match, tell you little, the matches, I'll tell you a little. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you a little secret. I did that on my first season, but Ooh. I didn't send. I didn't send the shorts in. Here's the thing: I made 
you know those bracelets that uh that are made of five fifty cord? Yeah. Yes. Well what I did was I made things that go around your legs that I could look like toggles and you know, they would tie. And I mm-hmm. fed them through this little eyelet, and they don't look all professional. But when I put them on, they were like seven pounds heavier. Like, there's oh. no way in hell they're going to let these <laughs> through, dude. So, you know what I mean? So I went and bought another <laughs> pair of Texas shorts and sent them back in. <laughs> uh, idiot. I'm such an idiot, Mike. But, you know, I started playing the game. Here's the thing that maybe the fans will or won't know. Whenever they send you the application process, whenever you, when they finally say, hey, yeah, we're interested, we want you to fill this out, like the person that's handling you should have already told you or they will tell you at this point, the game starts now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It doesn't start when you get out there. Like you're playing the game right now. You're playing the game with production. You're playing the game with Cassie. You're playing the game with Jeff. You're playing the game with the other players that you see in casting. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, <clears throat> I think it would really, be really the ratings would be, the ratings would. I think you'd have, have maintained even higher than they were if they showed some of that, like with American Idol, the process to get to the season. Like if they did two or three weeks of that, I think the fans would eat it up. I don't know if they'll ever do that, but it'd be phenomenal to see. They don't have to. Well, they don't have to, but I think it'd be cool to, from our perspective, just kind of see all that crazy excitement that's going on, like the glances people are making at each other, and you know, you're eyeballing each other at the pool, and like, are there other Mike Holloways out at? Were there, did you see any other Mike types at casting? If I had to ask you that in person, did you see anyone else that you thought was kind of your your demographic? I did casting? see one. Well, yeah, I saw one guy that was. Uh, pretty similar to me. Yeah. Um yeah. but but you know, I mean here here's the thing. And, and and I say, you know, why would they? Here's why I say why would they? They don't have to. Cuz mm-hmm. they they got something that's working right now. It's killing yeah. it. You know, they're not having to spend a certain amount of money on it. Bam. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like like it's working. So why change something that's working in their opinion? Well, for sure. I think it'd be interesting. Like there's something on the internet or something, not even like on the to kill like prime time, but just it just be interesting, I think. But hmm. I, dude, I'm I'm in I'm in full force with you. I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. I'm just saying from their perspective. Oh, for sure. And plus, you don't want to see. They probably don't want to show how they make some of that sausage. Like, yeah, we need a female wrestler this season, and why why was that something you know, or why do they want this or that? Or it's interesting. What they probably get directives from the network, even like we need a, you know, whatever. Like, okay, we'll find the best one of those in the country. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, credit Lynn Stoneman. She's amazing yeah. at her job. You know what I mean? Phenomenal. Like she finds such great characters for us to watch each year. Absolutely, I echo that entirely. Well, mm. with the beginning of this episode, well, we I don't want to know your final time here, but. Uh, Tribe Swap, and you experienced one yourself, it's definitely apparent, I would think, that Takeo's the the strongest one of this bunch. And But the other two, I think, are pretty pretty decently balanced, even though, you know, Uncle, Uncle lost. But who do you think made out the best? Who do you think made out the worst out of this Tribe Swap? Well, 
of course, I mean, we've kind of already talked about it a little bit, but Joe, Key, Terry, mm-hmm. come on, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, Keith, everything I've heard and I've talked to a lot of people, uh, I, I may get a little craziness on my phone because I'm walking out headed towards mm-hmm. the Dallas Stars game, opening season. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Going to the game. Hockey. Go Stars. Go Stars. <laughs> I'm a huge, huge hockey fan, by the way. I don't. The only thing I get more excited Amen. about than Survivor is hockey. So, yeah, so go hockey, so. Yeah, go Blues? Is that what I was told? Yeah, yeah. she's from uh, Missouri, I think. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Not good. <laughs> Hey, I see no, who starts tonight too. <laughs> well, good luck to you uh, until you play us, and then bad luck to you. Uh, I hope. No, uh, no, no. I, I think your team didn't it originate in Minnesota, Paul. Are they the Stars? The North Stars. The North? Yeah. The North Stars, Minnesota. Minnesota. Minnesota North you, Stars. You you thieves. No, I, <laughs> I love. It. I, I, you know what? I love Minnesota. I went up there for a uh, Cowboys uh, uh, Vikings game, Brett Favre's oh. last year. Man, it was it was awesome. But back yeah, to Survivor. About, about the number of years uh, that they had been the uh, Dallas Stars, and Mike Madano finally retires. I don't know if it showed it on your local TV, but what an, a uh, send off the. Minnesota Wild gave him when uh, when he came up there to play. It was really amazing. Oh yeah, actually they did. You know they showed uh, they did show that, and that was pretty pretty special, man. He's such a good Mikey Mo was such a good player. He's you know one of those guys that's such a good heart. Was in Dallas for a long time, still is. Um, but we got our Brett Hall like back to, too. I, I I would like to say this. The only thing better than hockey possibly could be Survivor. And that's what we're talking about. So let's talk about this guy. Let's talk about this guy, Jeff Varner, who in the first three episodes has has almost stole the show. Uh, First two episodes for sure. And this episode he goes, you know, on a famous, not famous, I wouldn't say famous, but he goes on – uh, what can we what can we be the first ones out of the gate to name this? I don't want to call it anything gate. I'm tired of the gate. Oh, you know, for sure. Uh, There's been other scandals besides Watergate. I, I I agree with you a thousand percent. <laughs> you know, I mean, can we call this like uh, I mean, the two if by sea lantern? I don't know <laughs> signaling. I don't know. You know, we're, we're going something like a, I love the move by Varner. I don't like the move because he's sitting in such a good position at the time. Mm-hmm. But I see a lot of myself in Varner uh, in the fact that, yo, man, there's an opportunity to communicate. There's an opportunity to get my point across. I'm going to take that chance, you know, and I'm going to take mm-hmm. the chance on the consequence as well. Two times that's happened majorly uh, that I can think of the challenges, and I'm surprised he didn't pay the price. Like uh, our old host, Bubba Sampson on Vanuatu. <laughs> and, uh, and he used to do, host his show for a couple of seasons after the founder. So, But I thought Jeff was toast for doing that. But it, they turned around, and that 
that Abby Marie and PG hatred, they were able to twist it. Now, my, my, one of my favorite lines was when Abby, once PG's gone and Abby looks right at Lou and says, that's the second time you voted for me. I'm like, oh, shit, that's, there's going to be a nice, <laughs> if they lose again, lose toast, even though he's pretty physical, but. Well, you know, if Lou makes it to the merge, I'll be surprised. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if they keep losing, you know, who knows? You know, the other one of the other teams could have a meltdown. They keep doing puzzles and putting Joe and Cass as their puzzle mm-hmm. people. Uh, I don't see them losing very many puzzles. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Joe, I played with the guy. He's really good at puzzles. Cass, I mean, that's what she's known for other than creating... Mm-hmm. I don't even want to say yeah, chaos. I, I mean, that's her, <laughs> that's her coined name, you know. So it's like, uh, and I'm going to be doing some texting real quick because uh, my buddy's called me like 25 times. So, sorry. Uh, I just sent him real quick. And I'll call you back later. Anyways, <laughs> in, the, in these challenges, the one thing that I, that I will tell you, that uh, was really, really good to hear. In the middle of the challenge, you heard Jeremy go, hey, take your time, Spencer. And, and, <laughs> and, and why I thought that was really good from a, a couple different approaches. Number one, he set himself up really, really well in his positioning to grab the idol. He was the one unlocking the uh, mm-hmm. crate from the other side. He set that up very, he set that up very well. Number two, you know, he's telling, hey, take your time at the first and second one so that whenever he gets to the third one, he has time to grab whatever he needs to do. And then yeah. the third perspective from that is it's like, hey, take your time. Like, this is not where the challenge is won or lost. We all mm-hmm. know the majority of these challenges, like, don't get me wrong, you can have a major edge in the uh, physical part of it, but they always come down to the puzzle. So, you know, showing yeah. puzzle people, you can be a little bit behind. You know what I'm saying? So, I thought yeah. he played that whole challenge thing and getting the idol and taking the time to go around camp and search for the clue to find the idol. Like, mm. him and Savage, in my opinion, get the gold star for the week. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I just, I just thought... I know there's a lot of editing that goes on, but I just thought that was masterfully played by him. Because I can, I can put myself out there on his team, hearing him like, yeah, man, let's go. Hey, Mike, slow down a little. You're good, you're good, you're good. We're going to get it. You're good. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, I, I can hear that. And if he planned that, and that was his plan, brilliant. Brilliant. And everyone's watching that. When Kelly snagged hers, everyone was focused on, in front of him, but he had to do that right in front of everybody. So, you know, hats off. That was, that was phenomenal. Well, we that do, I, but think about Kelly now. Like, why is Kelly not actively watching everyone in challenges? She was the only one up to this point that knew. Yeah. Yeah. Now I have a question so, like, for you. I mean, do you think Jeremy is going to tell um, Fishback that he found it? Because Fishback is like, no. Idol fanatic. He's going to drive everybody nope. at camp crazy looking for that idol. 
If Jeremy's smart, he won't tell he anybody. anybody. Yep. We just yep. said it at the same time. You owe me a Coke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, like for, like for real, you don't tell anybody that you have an eye. I didn't tell. I told like three or four, maybe five days later. But I was telling Shireen and Jen. I knew they were both going home. But yeah. we were having a really bad day. It was after Will and Shireen got into it. And mm. we needed something to, like, pep us up. And Shireen's like, we're going to find the idol. And I'm like, no, we're not. And she's like, we're going to find the idol. I'm like, I have the idol. <laughs> like, and she's like, no, you don't. I'm like, yeah, I do. Yay! You yeah, know, and it's it's in from, my pocket. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't. Uh, I had it hidden. But, oh, okay. Um, at that point. But, yeah. What's fun about the whole idol thing is, you know, Jeremy, Joe, Keith to a certain degree, Savage for sure, Beats, all mm-hmm. five of those guys come late in the game, if they're still in the game, they're going to have a hard time because people are going to be focusing on their physical nature. Yep. So they're going to need that idol. So always, I, I'm always – of course, the proponent of the strong fighting idol to protect them because mm-hmm. they, in this game, if you are strong, not saying I'm strong, please don't take it that way. But if you are perceived mm-hmm. as strong or good at challenges, you are a target. And even that muscle when you don't win, even when you're on your streak, like you know you were Colby or even Terry's streak. Or Ozzy, you know that that one week you didn't have it, you you had to have that idol, right? When you didn't have the the immunity win, so without it, you know you, you're you're toast. So yeah, without it, I got two. Yeah, yeah, both you know, times. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like it, without it, I got two immunities, and I'm on second chances, hopefully. <laughs> I will have one question real quick from uh, Derek Meredith who. You've gotten to hang out with in Ohio Derek, and Florida. What's up, Derek? <laughs> He's listening, but can't call because West Virginia reception, I guess, sucks. But he was saying, what, what would you, what would you think the differences would be going from three tribes to two, like you did on your season, and they went, you know, two tribes to three. The dynamics, what, what do you think would be difficult? What's the pros and cons, or what would, what would you have preferred to have to deal with? You had to deal with the three to two, but they had to do two to three. So, what's your take on that, dude? I would love, I love it. I love the three tribe, uh, you know, game because there's less people. People, somebody can hide for a yeah. long time because getting around and spending time with people uh, is is time consuming. Um, so, in, in a in a six person tribe. Um, you you have more time to go and and talk and hang out and, mm-hmm. and 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 get to know you know people because I mean that's an important part of Survivor is getting to know people getting to know people how when they're stressed getting to know people you know whenever they're telling you a fun story about their family and you see that actual joy and that laughter and then whenever they're someone else is saying something that's kind of funny, but they don't think it's funny, and then watching how they mm-hmm. laugh then, and then seeing those different types of people yep. when you're talking to them. So, yep. you know, for me, the three tribe, which I've only played the three tribe, um, from three to two, 
Um, yeah, I love it. But, okay. you know, like this season, I love it too because they started out with 10. A couple of people got to skate by. Well, mm-hmm. a lot of people thought he was going to go deep in the game, but um, skate by. And now we're in a place where you cannot skate by. Everything that you do is under a microscope because there is only six of you, five in yep. Angor's case. Plus, there's only two, sure. there's two tribes that don't have to go to tribal council and only one that does. So two of the tribes get to kick back it's, you know, and don't have to go to tribal. So if you're on one of the lucky tribes that doesn't have to go to tribal council, you know. Well, let me also relate this to you, too. It's not just about going and voting somebody else. Whenever you're out there, you're starting to get into a rhythm and into a pattern, and most of that revolves around the sun. So when the sun goes down, you're pretty much, like what I would do is I would stay up around the fire for a couple more hours and then go lay down for, you know, a couple hours, and I'd be up the rest of the night. Um, Mm -hmm. But when you go to tribal council, your rhythm's all thrown off. Because now yeah. you're being, you got to go to travel, which is rather you're being transported by boat, by van, you're walking there, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Then you've got to go to travel council, which starts at dark. You know, so you're like, a lot of people are already kind of crawling into bed at this point. Mm-hmm. And then you got to go through two, two, maybe three hours, and then transported yeah. back to camp. And yeah. then you know, get the fire going, wind down. And go to bed. And you're you know in probably, like, right? Yeah, from the excitement. It's good, bro. You can't even sleep, probably. Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's how it is. It's like you legitimately have to wind down, and then you have to have conversations, and you come back, and you got to go on walks. You know, so mm-hmm. it's not just like going to tribal council sucks. It's awesome. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. And it's awesome all at the same time, but... Mostly sucks. I want to be conscious of your time, Mike. So let, let, give, let us know when you need to depart. But I have a what's something cool that happened on your season that we we didn't get to see? You know, there's some mm. fun thing or some interaction that you know wasn't there. Some cool event. You know, nothing. I was trying to think about. I was trying about. to think about. Yeah, I was trying to think about something that I haven't told about yet. Um. There, I, I don't know. I have told this, but I, I'll tell you. One one day where Rodney and I genuinely bonded on our mm-hmm. season was there was a day where we all were fighting. It was right before I think it was right on day nine or ten. Uh, I think it was the day before we lost the immunity front and we went home. But uh, you know, we all just decided, hey man, we're going to go out into the surf and we're going to play. And then yeah. we went out there, and the girls were doing, you know, this over-under game. And me, Dan, mm-hmm. and Rodney were all getting on each other's shoulders and throwing each other and <laughs> jumping off of each other's shoulders and stuff. And, you know, we were just being big kids, man. And I think that was probably the moment where, like, Rodney and I, like, on a genuine, genuine as people like to say with this, human level, mm-hmm. where – Kevin and I really bonded, and, you know, that's friendship that we carried outside of this game, which, yeah, you know, you, you know our story. You know the Dirty 30. Not a lot of people do. But, oh, yeah. I mean, we're we're a very, very close cast. We love each other. We genuinely care what happens to each other, and 
you don't see that very often. And to come out of a game and to genuinely gain 17 friends, that's awesome. What do you think that is for your season? What do you what do you attest to? What do you guys? Because the only other cast that's even close to you guys is maybe like Vanuatu or uh, One World. But because I've met a lot of you folks, and it's very very unique for everyone to be just so chummy. It's just crazy. Well, I mean, I don't know, man. We just, I think we all really did understand. For as much as flack as our season got, we, you know, we really all did understand that this game. Yeah. And in the end, you know, you you, you played the best game that you possibly could. You took the shots that you could mm-hmm. take. And, you know, the, the thing that sucks about Survivor is that it's a game designed to tear people apart. And it's yep. also a game designed for there's only one, there can only be one winner of this game. Yeah. Which means that there are a lot of losers. And I don't say that in a, like a, an ugly, like, cry on my horse. I'm saying it's very unfortunate because yep. what you put yourself through to get to the final three, to the final two, man, and, and, mm-hmm. and to not walk away a winner. That's a tough pill to swallow, I promise you. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Paul or Sherry, do you have anything? Uh, I, I don't I don't know what you want to do, Mike, when you need to, when you need to stop. Well, I got, the stars are I about to I got about, Yeah, I think I got about five more minutes, so I got to get off okay. here. But okay. um, hold on, I, I wrote some notes down. Let me make sure. I, yeah, make sure you cover any points, some stuff we haven't covered yet, because we'll – We'll talk after you're gone, but I definitely want to interesting things or stuff you liked from the the show specifically. Oh, key points we should watch. Yes, I got something. Okay, so let, let, let's go any more time at Tribal Council. Oh yeah. Woo! Once again, they're telling us he's lost. I mean, <laughs> like who do you? I mean, like who do you guys keep if you're if if, if you're legitimately uh, savage and and uh, uh, Tasha, I mean, you got you got to keep Wu for challenges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, you're, you're you're going with PG, who has shown that she is about as loyal as I don't know what's not loyal. Something. Make Benedict an analogy Arnold. there. Benedict Benedict Arnold. <laughs> she yeah, ain't loyal. Yeah. I mean, she ain't, she ain't loyal. And then you have Abby, who's not loyal and is. Oh, I hate Come to say it, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say it. She's, Abby's like an infection. Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I don't mean that in an ugly way. I mean, I mean it for, like, the actual point. You know, she gets <laughs> into something, and then she just starts breeding her little negativity, and it flies by. She gets the target yep. on somebody else, which is brilliant, by the yep. way. Um. And then, you know, she's taken along because people want to take her to the end because no one's going to vote for her. So, I mean, although I hate that gameplay, it's a solid mm-hmm. strategy. And she's probably the best one at it, you know. So, and, I mean, that's – I mean, what do you guys think? I, I get rid of Abby there, me personally. I was happy. I, I didn't like to see PG go, but – you know, I knew we wasn't going to go, and 
you know, Abby and Jeff had swung it, and I, I love Savage. And Tasha, I really was just more voting for Sabrina personally because I thought there were too many people from Tasha's season. Now, I like Tasha. But the reason, I, I mean, I didn't think Will was going to go, but I wanted him to go just because the, the guy didn't even campaign. I mean, unless it was on Twitter, no. he didn't even, you know, and that really bothered me that I knew some people were going to be way more into that than other people. But, you know, Will's a really nice guy, but the dude didn't even campaign, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I campaigned, did. but not really. <laughs> Sorry, well, y'all. Yeah, but you were in the middle of the season, so I mean, I was voting for you every day, even though I was rooting for you to win. But just I wouldn't. If they lose again, I when we're going home does not make me sad at all. So <laughs> I think they're going to be in trouble because they showed, you know, next time on Survivor, they still don't even have a shelter. It just Horrific. It looks like the rain's starting, and, you know, we've heard that Cambodia was, you know, one of the worst places to ever be, so. Yeah. I'm going to throw something out at you guys. Last week, Dan said that he thought that PG and Monica Padilla should have been brought in at Tribal Council, and all the survivors there should have been brought in for Tribal, and that Jeff should have announced that both of them tried to smuggle something in, and that there should have been a vote to decide whether Monica and PG should get to stay. Could she get get to stay or should go home because they broke the rules? What do you guys think about that? Well, because he said he said Jeff is always saying it's your game, and so if it's your game and they broke the rules, they should get to decide whether they stay or they get voted out. So what do you guys think about that? And, Mike, since you played the game, you were there. What well, do you think? that would think? be a publicity nightmare. I mean, because think mm-hmm. about it. How, okay, so what, what are they going to do? Are they going to, you know, blow them up, you know, and then are, are we replacing them with two people, the, the next two, two people on the people list? That, I guess two of yeah, the next two people so on like, the list. So like Mama C and, and like maybe T-Bird go? I guess so. I mean, that doesn't hurt my feelings whatsoever. Um, <laughs> but, uh, dude. There's some game dynamics. Wouldn't that mess up, man? Like, if you were doing the two tribes of ten to the three tribes of six, and you boot two people, I mean, if you replace them like you're saying, but they did, like, press days and training days. They were out there for, like, six or seven days before they even started, right? So, Right, they just so, I mean, you would have had time in. to get somebody there. Well, I'm, I'm not but, sure exactly when they got caught. Now, the article didn't yeah. say what day they got caught, so it could have been very early on when they got caught. Yeah. Here's the thing. We all go through pretty stiff security. Like, whenever they were checking all of our stuff, they were pretty they were pretty thorough, I'll tell you that much. Uh, maybe something got slipped through, something through the cracks, but I guarantee you that uh, <laughs> it will be rectified. Ha ha ha! Well played, sir. You, <laughs> um. Anyways, guys, I loved it. I enjoyed it. I gotta <laughs> jump off here. We appreciate it, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> hey, you guys have a great time. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, I hope I uh, brought some some good stuff. If not, uh, don't tell me that I didn't. Go I hope you come back later <laughs> in the season. 
Yeah, I would, I would like to. Actually, I would like to do something maybe, you know, late late, uh, late in the game. Sure, we'll get clear picture together, of what's maybe. going on. Right before the finale, we'll see who we can get together. I'll I'll send you guys some messages and texts. So. Text me. You got the number. All right, dude. All right, yeah, it's great, it's great talking to you guys. <laughs> Take care, Mike. Bye-bye. Awesome. Another phenomenal what guest. What a great guy. You're welcome. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love Mike. <laughs> and hanging out, and I, I've seen that in action at the finale. Mike's awesome. And he, I got him to come to Ohio for our diabetes event. Amazing. I won't get into all the after-hours fun we had, but it was all great, too. Florida, phenomenal. You know, he's up, He's in Texas. He's in Boston. He's all over the place, you know. Some of these winners and players don't support the charities. That's the opposite of Mike. He, he he's helping out a lot, and it's great. So that's awesome. What a great guy. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's get. I didn't get to tell him my husband's a union guy. I don't know. And that's that's why I was voting, you know, rooting for him. I was voting for the. The blue collars all the way, and then once it got down to, you know, me deciding I was rooting for Mike, I was literally, I wasn't lying to him, I was literally biting my nails mm-hmm. when oh, I yeah, decided I was, I was watching on Mike's side. I, he, was, he was one of my favorites, and it was, I was anxious like you were, though, the whole time. Oh, my gosh. Uh, there was weeks when I was sure he was going to go, and it was just a nail-biter. And he would pull it off every week, yep. and it would be like, "Whew, he did it again!" You know, <laughs> it's one of the best story arcs for sure. You see the, you know, the early rise, the dominant tribe. You know, a few a few mistakes were made by Mike, and then he he rallies and totally turns that. And the the top of that would be looking at the uh, that final tribal council, where he just goes right to Dan and, you know talks right to Dan and does what he needs to do, and he gets Dan to vote, too. So, yeah. just phenomenal story, and it's great. And Mike actually gave me one of his shirts, and it's a 2X, and I'm not 2X now, but hopefully soon I will be with everything I'm going through. So, I can't wait to wear that shirt and get in a picture with him at another event. So, it was totally cool. Well. On with the show, um, some things we didn't talk about yet or not talk about much is uh, Spencer becoming more of a human being. So what was your yes. – he has a real big heart-to-heart yes. with Jeremy. What what did you feel about that scene? He wants to play with feelings now. Yep. And we'll I, and see. He, he talked to Jeremy about his not um, – telling his girlfriend that he loves her mm. and had sort of a heart-to-heart. And uh, Jeremy seems to really buy it up. And, uh, yep. and there was a, a cameo with Jeremy saying how much he liked the guy and he really thinks he can play yeah. with him. So apparently he sold it. He sold the goods to Jeremy. And for me, when when I think of how I relate to the cast from his season, I'm definitely, you know, no offense to anybody, but I'm not, I'm definitely not the beauty, and Braun is not what I am 
currently, I'm a brain, and I think like Spencer and you, we do overthink everything. So it's really hard to turn that off when you're not on an island, but when people are coming at you, trying to vote you out. So I, I understand where he's coming from. So it's really neat to see that, you know, that other side and opening up about that. Right. And I think if he can continue to do that and talk about, like, his personal side mm-hmm. and share personal feelings and that kind of thing, I think he'll be good. But I think, you know, he he didn't do much of that in you know, his previous time on Survivor, and I think that's why people didn't warm up to him that much. For sure. And didn't trust so him, you know, because he didn't yeah. he didn't open up that much. And now he's opening up as a we had already talked we've already talked about her a lot already, but the opposite of trying to open up with people is, you know, Abby Marie talking to Peachy right after that scene and it's just, it's day eight, it's rainy, you know, Jeff's talking about how much he hates the place, and they're just talking, and, you know, Tasha's talking about how she's going to fight, and then PG and Abby get into fight number 4,000, I guess, <laughs> and they're just, they're they're fighting out, and then Abby, I, I wrote down in quotes, I don't, I forget who she was talking to, if she was talking to PG or Jeff, but she's like, you want to be switched? Did you take note of that or remember that? I I have a note of that that she she said that to, I think she said it to PG because PG or somebody Tasha maybe was they were talking about the tribe alignment and Abby was just like well you want to be switched or something <laughs> it was just like it was like when Jeff's there on the beach and he's like hey watch this I'm gonna get Abby to do something crazy and she went and did something crazy so it's just fun to watch the puppet master and the the crazy puppet. Who's so nice in person? You know, I, I know, I know. She's so different out there. It almost seems like two different people, because yeah, when she's not out there, she's the most happy, go lucky, just mm-hmm. smiling, just carefree person you've ever met. Yeah, and kind and caring and. Loving and just so sweet, and you see her out there on Survivor, and it's like, is that Abby? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like her her finale, her finale she was, at all. In her finale, she was. Everyone was like all chummy except for RC. So, and I, I don't know what it's going to be like at this next finale, but. You know, outside the show, I don't know if people like her or not. This season might be different than Philippines, but, you know, she was the same way on the show, but people still liked liked her off the show. So, um, so I, thought, I thought that was interesting. And I was, we have this comment thread in the, one of the groups I'm in, and I'm trying to make, you know, funny remarks. And then one of the things I was talking about was just, you know, when, when do you think Abby's going to, Throw the rice in the fire. That was my one of my quotes because it's like, what volatile, crazy thing is she gonna do next? Well, you know what? You know, I I don't know what she's gonna do. Like people are out on the beach talking, and she walks right up and like, hey, what are you guys talking about? Like, it's just it's just crazy. No one no one's played like that before. But it seems to work. She's gone to three tribals and. 
escaped all three times and even had the best quote of the night, you know, to write to Wu. You know, that's the second time you voted for me. Like, you know, yeah. she's not missing any words there for sure. Um, what did you think about Kelly Wentworth talking about um, throwing Geats under the bus? Oh, I talked about that earlier with, uh, with Mike. Yeah, that was... I, because I loved Kelly when I was during her season and postseason and the you know the process because everyone's like Kelly doesn't deserve to be there and she she was there and T Bird wasn't. <laughs> she's playing she's playing amazing and I and I think that I just and I even like that because I don't think that was based on much truth of any truth. I don't know I don't think I think Terry was building a shelter and trying to help everybody out. It was yeah. I thought it was great great switching the target away from her and I don't I don't think anyone even can fathom that she has the idol. I don't know if they're even gonna you know they may have they may subject to the dots with who, who's from what tribe and who's still around because well we just didn't expect what happened to him so if he had an idol. Um I don't think P G fully thought she was gonna go. Um I think Shereen if she had had an idol would have played it so if they start doing the math and figure out, well, you know, we've looked at all of our weird trees and, you know, no one's finding an idol or a clue, then they're going to, I think they're going to smoke that out at some point. Fishback's going to go crazy because that kid wants an idol so bad he can't stand it. And his buddy Jeremy, you know, found his after it was so cute watching him find the clue and being like, yeah, I got it. Well, he didn't scream because he was real, you know, real calculated with, you know, whispering to the camera, but then he's like, I got a clue to an idol. And it was just like Charlie Brown running up to kick the football, and Lucy pulls it out. I was like, Jeremy, I felt like he was Charlie. Cause he, <laughs> he thought he was going to get this big idol, then he gets this big clue. But he made it happen, and, you know, was strategic at the challenge, calming Spencer down, like, take your time, which calms him down and helps him finagle around the side of the box. And like I said, when Mike was here, I think when Kelly got hers, everyone's focused away, so it was an easier snag. Not easy, but easier. You know, Jeremy's got to grab his, and everyone's pretty much staring right at him. Yeah, he managed to pull it been... off, though. That was that was a good grab. And we still have the uh, en- encore... As an idol, probably, or as a clue to an idol, because they're they're going to put one for their camp too, especially one to you know Savage and Tasha. Even though they pu- pulled it over on PG, they could still come back together. So I think they're going to want to protect both of them. So I bet I bet there's going to be another clue and an idol snagged before this merge. Just my take right. on it. I hadn't even thought about that. Um, yeah. You're right. Now that there's a third tribe, there'll be a, a third clue out there. So. Which seasons did Travis do the show? When was he? Was that? Did he did this for a while, right? Or am I mixing up my my memory of the history of the show? Was it Coach? I thought Travis did too. Bubba. Yeah, Travis was with Bubba. Banawatch. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Did he do? Did he host the the, the Survivor show for a while, or was that just Coach that yeah. did it? They both did. Yeah. Okay. 
I don't know what season do you I mean what when was he doing it? It was just interesting what what we had happen with Varner, similar to what happened with Travis. I didn't you know, I didn't know how long ago he was doing it, but um, I'd have to go back. Coach did it for a few seasons and then um Travis was after Coach. Okay. And then and then Bubba. I think Bubba last did it maybe four seasons ago. I know I, I don't remember what maybe country. right before I started maybe or right. Well, I don't know what okay. country. I don't remember what country his his season was. Do you? Vanuatu. Okay. Yeah, he, he he was on uh, one of the episodes where they had returned to that same area. I think is it, didn't he, Cherry? Uh, I, I thought I remember him talking about remembering, you know, whatever season was on at the time, remembering, uh, huh. maybe, maybe not. But uh, it's been, you know, it's you can't say years because they do two every season, but you've done... Probably two, on maybe to something. You've done two seasons, I think. We had one season, um, maybe one or two that he wasn't on. Uh, I know know Cowboy from Big Brother decided to help us out uh, one year, uh, one season. So it's been it's been about four seasons ago. I would say was the last one. Okay. Well, like I was saying to Mike, it was only one of the two times I can think about where there was definitive cross tribe talk that got caught. And it was just, you know, Bubba paid for what happened for his, but Jeff, I don't know. This this guy can, he can almost do anything out there. He's, you know, he's mixing it up, and I was really, really worried for him, but he 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 made it through. He's been through three tribal councils and hasn't even had a vote yet, so. <laughs> and he even said in tribal. Wouldn't it be amazing if I made it through this tribal without even one vote? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, they were killing that uh, the immunity thing. I, I'm getting a little tired of let's do something physical and then we're going to do a puzzle. Like I, I'm, I'm getting a little tired of that every, almost every challenge. I wish there was less of that personally. I was thinking, I was thinking the same thing. It just it was I mean, they're interesting to see the puzzles. They're you know, people can make up you know, time deficits uh from earlier in the challenge. But yep. it's everything it's like you every every time you expect something physical and it ending in a puzzle. I mean yep. what percentage? Eighty percent of them are like that? I it's it feels it like it for sure. Yeah, do the puzzle first. You can still if, yeah. if these guys are making fun puzzles, great. Do it first, then do the relay part. Or if you got to climb something or break something, or I think it'd be you know, a challenge where they like run through the the 
like uh, boards and they have to run through the fake bricks and do that. Well, have a puzzle at the beginning of that and maybe that unlocks something that helps you break through the wall and then you got to go run through crap. I don't know, just a lot of puzzles, too many puzzles. I'm puzzled why they do it. The first challenge of the Brains versus Brawn versus Beauty season. And there was one of them on each of the tribes this on the show. Which is nice to get an homage to old challenges, but even the, uh, that one they did from the first season, all they did was carry the fire thing through the water and on the land, and that's when Sonya fell, then they put it in there. There wasn't a puzzle at the end of that, so, you know, don't say this is a challenge from whatever season when you stick a puzzle at the end of it. Back in the old days, there were puzzles at the end of every challenge. You would just do something, and that was your challenge. That did make me a little upset. I didn't talk about that the first week. Remember, they're like, this is what the first challenge was like. So people just looking like, back that haven't, yeah. I think what the puzzles do, just like Amazing Race, when somebody appears to be you know, well behind, they arrive at their next stop, and it says, it opens at 7.30 in the morning, and it's yep. like a, it's like a catch-up, you know, thing. And uh, I think they like the drama of the possibility of somebody that's way behind being able to catch yep. up, and puzzles do that for them. But I get and they, tired. And they get people to open up and do all kinds, like famous people, famous places. If they want that church open or that what museum open, and it's an American production, and it's the Amazing Race. It's won freaking I don't know how many Emmys. They could open up that building whenever the hell they want to open it up. So I I agree with you a thousand percent, man. That 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 makes me mad. Just like on Big Brother, when you're watching a lot of feed and it goes to the fish tank, you're like, well, something awesome is going on because we can't see it. So, yep. I'll give a shout out. I don't just watch Survivor. I I watch them all, but I. I don't like that. I don't like how I can never remember the people's names on The Amazing Race. I never can, and I I hate that. I feel bad, but I never can remember their names. It's tough until it gets down to the final few teams. Did anybody catch, and I I don't know if it's true or not because I didn't think of asking, but did anybody catch Mike Holloway saying uh, and something about eviction? He said, no, I mean the vote. I wonder if he did. I heard that, yeah. I wonder if he's a big brother watcher, too. I think so, because from talking to Mike, he, he hasn't been like a huge, huge fan for a long, forever. But when he got on the sh- when he knew he was going to be on the show, he like binge watched Survivor. And I know he's a fan of the other shows. Okay. So he may have binge watched Big Brother, too. I don't know. Well, to use that term, <laughs> eviction, and then catch himself, kind of says it all, yeah. doesn't it? That was yeah. that was interesting, for sure. The other thing <laughs> I'm a little concerned or worried about is Kelly's idol when she buries it out there, and we see anybody searching for idols is always scratching at the ground, looking in unique trees. I'm yeah. thinking to myself. Are you sure you want to put it there? Because what if somebody accidentally un- uncovers what she hid? Did anybody think mm-hmm. about? I think Boy, for transfer bad, of ownership, I think 
from what I understand, I mean, you can't, like, take the eye out of somebody's bag, but you can know that they have it. I think you have to transfer ownership. I mean, maybe some of the cast can let us know those that have had idols. I think there's something about you have to transfer the idol. Because that's, I think, what happened. You remember, did you guys hear about the re- the reason why Colton and Bill didn't like each other on Worlds Apart or on One World? Because Bill found Colton's idol and went and threw it in the ocean. And basically took away his idol, and that is the real reason they didn't like each other. So, <laughs> Wow. So, I would, it would be something interesting if they found her hidden idol, but I'd, I would like to get production away in on this somehow, but I think you, they can't, you can't just take someone's idol from what I know. Well, if, oh. it, there'd have to be a cameraman or somebody that says, hey, uh, sorry, that's a, a found idol because yep. whoever would uncover it like that would think that they just, you know, their work paid uncovered off. Uncovered an idol, right. Yeah, yeah. and what, what's production going to do if it's someone they don't care for? They're going to be like, wow, you found so-and-so's idol. Oh, you found an idol. Like, I can see a producer, the you know, intentionally doing uh, stuff. Know, the other thing I thought about in last night's episode, uh, Kelly's idol was very well hidden. Mm-hmm. Jeremy's was really wide out in the open. And if he didn't get to that position quick enough, somebody else would have seen that. I mean, it was flat out in the open, don't you guys think? Yeah, that was very right out in the open. And I think now that we've seen this season, in the middle of the challenges, you're going to have people crawling under stuff and, Hey, we're trying to carry this thing, and you'll probably have somebody like laying on the ground, like poking underneath it. Like, sorry, I'm looking for my uh, buff. Like, it's going to be <laughs> interesting that. But yeah, it was just sitting right on the side of the box, right? Hers was underneath and un- and safer, but you know, yeah, that thing was just on the side of the chest, I think. Yeah, yep. it was. And somebody, I with the. With somebody like Fishback or Spencer, if they're in a challenge and there's some weird, like, encore, they're near and they see some, like, weird thing out of place, they're going to, they might just grab it and be like, what the heck is this thing? You know, then they're going to put a target on their back if, there's, if everyone's standing there. There's no what the heck is this thing. It's wrapped up like every idol of every season. Yep. And as soon as... Identical. Yep, as soon as somebody sees that little wrapped up uh, package, they know what that is. And, I mean, the clues, you talked about the clues earlier, they're not really clues. They're, you It's know, like a diagram, yeah. You get your, where your idol is. Go yeah, get it. Diagram shows, you know, exactly where it is on the box, you know. <laughs> it's not near near the water, a, a forked tree, you know, and all that. Yeah, it's yeah. not like a riddle like they used to be. Yes, a riddle, exactly, Cherry. <laughs> or it's like when uh, Sandy had the clue to go ten paces, and she didn't know what the heck a pace was. <laughs> if if person yeah. like Sandy more, they would have like a diagram of walk here, here's how you measure that, here's your idol. That was but. funny. Yeah, fun, fun, fun moment. <laughs> Let me scan through these notes and make sure I 
if we haven't not covered anything, da, 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 da. well, it was fun watching the Encore Tribe after the challenge. I wrote down like a page and a half of his notes, just all the the chatter back and forth between everyone. You know, they have this group of four, and they could have just taken somebody out, but just that infighting was epic. Like, oh, I know. You know. Once Abby went up and, and asked PG and Wu who they were voting for, and... <laughs> She's and like, make up your mind. <laughs> she says, I'm not voting with with you guys. I know I'm I'm on the bottom with you guys. I'm voting with them. And that just started it all back up again between her and PG. And yep. instantly, PG was like, I want her out. Yep. And it was on again. And then, you know, there was just those two. It was between Abby and PG as to who was going home. And they thought Jeff would switch, but Jeff was like, oh, no. <laughs> not not happening. <laughs> no. I absolutely adore Varner. I think he's a hoot. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I know he's, he would, he's. I hope he goes far. I know he's kind of crazy out there, but I just adore him. Well, I think he he was one back, and like I said, in Australia, the one the only everyone was so aware of how the Tagi tribe in season one was compared to Pagong. So in his Jeff's season, his original one, you know, no one wanted to be seen as the conniver and the tricky one, but Jeff's trying to get Tina to throw up in the challenge, and he was successful. He's getting, you know, Kimmy and Alicia to fight each other, then walking away. He's, you know, <laughs> Mike's, the, Mike's the favorite on the TV, and Mike's doing all that crazy stuff, and Jeff's the first one to be like, I can't stand Mike. But he's savvy enough to see when Mike gets injured and is removed from the game. He's like, we need to rally and win this for Mike. And I was like, you, you, you can't stand Mike. Like, so it's, it's, it's funny and weird that he was hungry at the merge and jumped off for that peanut butter, and 14 years later, the dude still hasn't eaten peanut butter. So Mm-mm-mm. when we get to the auction or one of these immunity challenges and Jeff strolls out with his big jar of peanut butter, Varner's going to probably bit faster and harder than Keith and be like, I ain't touching that peanut butter. <laughs> you know it. You know it. So. And there was a fun secret scene that wasn't shown uh, with Keith doing just some crazy stuff. I, I I only saw it briefly this afternoon, but they're not really showing him much on the show, but he's having some fun in the secret scenes. It was talking uh-huh. about Joe can do everything, and Joe, you know, Joe's washing his hair, and you know how pretty is Joe? And he's just like, that's not what I'm, that's not what I'm here for. He's like, those girls all like Joe, but he's a good guy. And then he just is spitting and nodding his head, and it was, and he was shaking his hair like you know Joe washes his hair in the water, and comes out and is like shaking his hair to air dry it, and Keith made fun of that and was like impersonating Joe. It was, it was a funny secret scene. So 
I look oh, it up I'm gonna online. have to go see that. I'm gonna have to go see that. I like Keith. Yeah. <laughs> but he hasn't Sasha, gotten much airtime yet. Yeah, yeah, he's he, he's not. He, no one was happened last time. He went very deep in his season with a lot of good players. So I don't think they're going to underestimate Keith, and he's made it through three episodes, and he's you know doesn't appear to be in any trouble now. So no. But just like this episode, it can turn on a dime, and he can yep. you know be going at any any point. So. And uh, Jeff made I'm, comment about Tasha always smiling. Yep. And the tension, the Varner Tasha tension was pretty. It, it was at the challenge. It was a tribal. You know, even though they're voting together, she's like, "I remember to keep family business in the family." And you know, he's just like, "Yeah, I'm just talking. I'm I'm loyal to you guys." But it was, you know, she was pretty open about her feelings about about Jeff. Lou was pretty upset there after Tribal, too. Oh, yeah. This is his, you know, was this his third or second blind side? No, second. Everyone voted for Shereen. Sorry, but, yeah. He he doesn't really, he couldn't believe it. And What do you think is going to happen if Encore loses, though? Do you think they're going to keep Lou for his strength or, you know, cut somebody else out? Because is kind of a challenge liability, too. I I don't know. I would I would hope, and, and I love Abby to death, but if they lose again, I would say they almost have to keep Blue for the, for the strength. Yeah. And Jeff's about as volatile sometimes, so maybe he can be your bonus vote and... In my year to Abby, uh, what do you think of the other two? What if Takeo or uh, Bion lose? Who do you think is going to get it then? Boy, that's tough. Um, Takeo. I'm thinking Deeds, personally. I think he's going to. I think they're going to see the merges looming, and they may not need Terry. I don't know. I would hate to see Terry go, but you might be right. I would too, and then there's you know the stuff looming with Danny that we're you know it's kid. We're not really sure the timetable of when certain things happen. So you know who who knows what could happen. Who do you think on Bion? Well, I think they're going to see Spencer as more valuable, and Kelly's. So old school that I think it'd be Kelly Wigglesworth. You know, unless that group of four sees Kelly and Spencer as stronger, they still have the numbers, and they could maybe take out Kimmy. I don't know, because I think Jeremy's going to want to protect Spencer, but it'll, I think the girls like Kelly, so that's a, that is tough. Fishback might have drived, driven everybody crazy by then, though. Yeah, he's pretty paranoid. And he's one of the he woo and uh what is it, he woo and two or all three of the runners up, Woo, Fishback and uh um 
maybe now those are the only two runners up, right? Because they lost yeah. the final. I think he's a big target. I think it could be Fishback. Fishback could go. Plus, he is a know-it-all, so people know how smart he is. So I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of people that could go, and there's the logical reasons for all of it. But I think they're going to value Spencer as a strength. I think they'll keep him around. That's that's my take. We'll see what shakes out. It looks like next week's going to be another good episode. Should be. And uh, programming and updates for you. Uh, when the merge episode happens, John Carroll wants to be on the show, so that's looming. And I talked to Nina from last season as well, and she's checking her schedule of when she can come in. So, And awesome. I'm still trying to confirm with Tyler and Sierra. And now I can say, well, you know, Dan and Mike have done this show, so which which week do you guys want to do? So they may do it together. They're pretty close. And I'll see about I'll talk to Will on Facebook, too. I'll see what Will's up to from last season. This might be the the season of the Dirty 30. There's plenty of them to come and talk. <laughs> That's awesome. We'll have them all on. Well, <laughs> Shereen and Joe won't be on this season, but... <laughs> well, that's true. I'll ask you, yeah, Mama C, yeah, maybe I can get on the roundtable, maybe Mama C, Will, and Mike as the previous finalists. That'd be a that'd be a cool thing to do going into the finale. Ooh, yeah. So I'll reach out to... I'll reach out to all three of them, and we'll see who all we can get to talk. Okay, well, let me know. Cool. And thanks for another great episode. Phenomenal stuff. Do you need to promo the other one or they, they they're good on their own or I the, if the you're Sunday if you're finished show. I will. Oh yeah, sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well I do want to remind everybody to come back Sunday with Luis Gerardo for the Amazing Race Second Pick Stop show. And then back here again on Monday for the Manic Monday show with Michelle Costa for the Manic Monday show. And we're going to have Grandma Meg on with Michelle Costa from Big Brother season Hmm. 17. I may be calling in. Meg was a cutie, so. (laughs) Yes, she is. Um, Both of those shows are at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. So make sure you're here on Sunday night for the Survivor Second Pit Stop Show with Luis Dorado. And Monday for the Manic Monday Show with Michelle Costa. And Meg from Big Brother 17. We're going to wrap tonight's show up with Ron as we always do. Big Mike, thank you so much for the show. Bringing Mike Holloway on. So that was a great guest tonight. Really enjoyed his input on this season and just hearing what he's up to. It's great to hear him going to a hockey game tonight. Opening season for hockey. And our St. Louis Blues are opening their season tonight as well. So I hope he has a great night out at his hockey game and 
hope my St. Louis Blues are doing well as, as well. Um, I'll find out as soon as we end the show. But everyone, <laughs> take care. Have a great weekend. And be back with us Sunday night and back again on Monday. And then back here again next Thursday to do this over, all over again for Big Mike on the Mic, our Survivor Recap Show. Here is Ron to take us out for tonight. Good night, y'all. Have a great night. All right. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all of my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. And it was a great one. It was a great one. Mike, Paul, say good night. Good night. Good night. Good night, y'all. Thanks again for a great show. God bless everybody. That's right.